This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. Welcome to this week's episode of the So Far So Rare podcast. This week I spoke to Simply Alex and we discussed everything that's going on this week. Uh, we discussed the messy unique, what we what price we think it'll be, the recent buzz in the NFT space. We talked about limited cards, Division 5's future, comparisons to FIFA, uh, changes maybe Alex would make to the So Rare structure, divisions, rewards, etc. And we get into a lot of questions and there really were a lot of questions this week. So thank you so much for the engagement. Uh, make sure you check out my socials check out 1.37pm and leave a review on the podcast if you're on Apple thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoy the episode Alex aka Simply Alex what's happening thank you so much for joining me thanks so much for having me John yeah good to finally talk so rare with someone get a different perspective of things no, no, it's it's brilliant to have you on. I've seen you been putting out some content on YouTube and I've seen you on Twitter and Instagram and everything. I just thought it'd be great to have you on. So there, there's the first plug. Go and check out Alex on YouTube. The link will be in the description. And we'll plug it again later for anyone who skips the first 30 seconds. But Alex, before we get into it, um, you've been on the platform since the 5th of March, um, according to Sorare here, rated the Banca FC. And I can see you started a transition into limiteds, but we'll get on to that a bit later. How has the first sort of five months on So Rare Bean? Yeah, first five months have been really good, really. So I started off writing the Gary Vee boom. Um, I knew joining, you know, after following Gary Vee, it's going to be so tough. Prices are going to be inflated. But I thought, you know, it's worth the time taking the, the loss in value to kind of learn your, learn your niche and just improve. And now I've done that. I've, I've kind of gone through what well, I'd say my strategy was capital appreciation. So betting on players that will go up in value because I didn't really have enough funds where I could buy a good team that could compete in D4. And now that's kind of transitioning into um, D5 and just putting out the strongest teams possible and having a lot more fun on the game. So, yeah, it's been a good five months, really. Yeah, I, put, I just put out a profit and loss video. So, you know, I'll plug that and uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or, already like double my money or something. So, you know, it's not all about the money. It's a bit of fun, but... If you're making money at the same time, who's going to complain? Exactly. And I think that's something that can't be understated. And I do mention that, I don't know, every second week, every third week in the, on the podcast. It's about, do you know, they're like almost like two axes of enjoyment and two different things altogether. Like one is about the making money. And obviously, like, like for me, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and it might sound like I'm talking bollocks, I'd be happy to have the entertainment value so rare for the next five years, the next three years, if I knew I wouldn't lose money, losing money, the loss aversion yeah. is a different thing altogether. I don't really want to lose money, but if my portfolio remains consistent for the next two, three, four years, like that's a win to me because I get a lot out of the community. I get a lot out of creating content. I really enjoy the platform. So like, I don't know, even whenever I was, I won a couple of cards last week and I, I seemed a little underwhelmed. I was like, oh, he's worth 0.2. He's worth 0.3. <laughs> and then you actually look at me like, holy shit, I just won a grand. You know yeah, that's a lot of <laughs> money it, you've made, yeah. It didn't think of it like that. I just kind of thought, oh, yeah, like, oh, it's, it's yeah. a weird one. It's funny you say, like, you know, not losing money, just the entertainment value. Because, you know, last year I was, like, big into gambling, like Skybet, Bet365, all the rest of it. And I was just like, you know, I want to quit because you just constantly lose money. But what would I do with my weekends if I did, if I couldn't enjoy football across, like, mm. you know, beyond my teams? And so rare is, like, such a good reason for that for me. Like, you, like, so you don't have to make money, but being able to watch all these different football games and have an interest throughout the day, I think it's a great benefit of the platform, really. 
I, I often think, like, I, I really need to find a team. I am very envious of people who genuinely are passionate about a team. The only time I get passionate watching football is maybe if Ireland are playing and we're shit. Do you know, if Ireland are playing against some substandard European team and there's a chance of us going to a major competition, I feel passion. I feel excitement, do you know? And I just yeah. don't have that for a club. I grew up a United supporter, um, you know, kind of forced upon me from uncles and all. And I kind of felt mm. like a bit of a... I don't know. I, I kind of felt like a bit of a glory hunter. That was always the, the tag on you in primary school when you were a United supporter. And I grew up. And I went to a few games and all, so don't get me wrong. I have a soft spot. But, like, over time, I got to the stage where I cared more about who won me fantasy football points, who yeah. won me money, who won me whatever. So now I am completely and utterly driven by where I have skin in the game. And it's so rare is the big one. Um, Obviously, FPLs is, is kind of secondary to me now. But, like... I'd love to just actually love a club and want to go to games and, and want them to do well just to do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, if anyone doesn't know, I'm, I'm like a big Celtic fan. They're my main team. But I also kind of follow like Roma and Fulham and it's just kind of where I've gone and watched a game live. Like I'm one of those guys yeah. that just loves getting behind the team, always following their results, always cheering it. And I kind of take that into Soro with me. So like, you know, in the Asian League, obviously the the Gion Buck playing green, and I'm like big Celtic fans. I was like, right, that's going to be my team. All of their best assets. I need to have some of them. Um, and then you know, when you did your your Bundesliga show, your Austrian Bundesliga show, someone said that Rapid Vienna are the green team of them. And I was like, right, I'm getting straight behind them, even if my gallery <laughs> is representing the Salzburg squad at the moment. Like, you know, I, I tried my best, but then you know, you see the under twenty three utility, and it just gets eaten up. Do you want me to give you? I'm just going to do between content creators and YouTube, right? I'm giving away my grand idea. Am I giving away my grand idea? I have a grand idea for content. I don't know if I want to give this away. I don't think anyone has it in them to actually do it because it requires a bit of a war chest. I don't think okay. I have it in me and I'm waiting to save and maybe one day do it. Fuck it, I'm telling doing? people. And if yeah. someone else does it, we'll all call them a copy and scumbag. It's yeah. a very simple concept. What I'm going to do is, right, I'm going to have a war chest. And I'm going to basically sponsor myself to do X amount of episodes. And I'm going to go around to like the big games in Europe and wherever else. But like I'm talking Bruges, I'm talking fucking Benfica. I'm talking, you know, going to like so rare favourite clubs. But I'm going to get so rare on board and they're going to get me to meet the players. And there has to be some way you can do digital NFT signing. There has to be a way you can do that in the future. Even if it has to be physical, that's fine. And I'm going to meet so rare players from the place and it's going to be like a 20 minute vlog. That's it. That would be unreal. I don't think anyone's going to copy that idea, and it's pretty, you know, clear cut that they're it's, going to copy it. Yeah, it's one of those that the only thing is that type of content is not feasible unless so rare booms. And I'm hoping if so rare booms, so that's that's my promise. If so rare goes mad, I'll go mad making content. Yeah. But like, there's just one so thing- much, and it. I actually do think there is the scope there down the line that so rare could grow. Um, that there's a topic I want to discuss. But what were you going to say? One one thing you need to do with that is that when you say you go to like a London team, like when we get a couple of London teams on boarded, we need to get as many people there as possible for like a group event. So like you do all your independent 100%. games, going to Bruges and then like, you know, a big location like London, you know, a big Surrey meetup, something like that, having a beer with like, you know, every every team that you see in the leaderboard oh. each week. I think that'd be so sick. I think like I think like aside from that and aside from anything I'm gonna do huge thing for so where I'll be a meetup will be an event I think like because be, yeah. they'd be sure if they had one in Paris I'd go if they yeah. have one in London I don't know where the most where most of their 
like I don't know what the demographic is like where are most solar managers from is it the UK is it America mm. is it France I don't know but like if they had a proper event it would be swarmed I'd love that so I'm looking forward to that down the line and you'd like to think so rare will have enough clout that they can get a few special appearances maybe Greasy will come who knows <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, then you'd get everyone flying over no doubt but you know the best part of in a global fantasy football game is you can just set them up in your own cities like you know say Ireland like you could be the hub of Ireland like alright come and meet John Nellis we're going to have a meet up in a pub and watch this game Jeez. and then go through all of the kind Someone of uh, and just milkshake me yeah no i think like i've thought of that because i think like there's so many scottish people on it seems every fucker who makes content is scottish we've got quinny with Ivy, with hendo with sewer scotland and there's other people who like mcbride there's loads of people who i'm forgetting and i'm sorry um i'm just throwing this out there off the cuff but like there's so many out there and I think of like Edinburgh Glasgow let's dance let's do it you know yeah. um, but look that that's maybe for another day conversation of where so rare is going and all those things but I think the real life utility and real life experiences and real life friends etc and communities is going to be huge going down the line but um, look, a couple of things kind of sort of recent events I don't know what do you even call this what's this section called things that have happened I don't know Messi's unique People have been thrown around everywhere. It's very exciting. And it's kind of came at a great time because NFTs have went absolutely balubas. Uh, we've got basically Visa bought a crypto punk. Logan Paul, KSI, you were saying, got involved. There's a lot of big celebrities and sort of big influencers kind of just caving in and buying board apes and crypto punks and all sorts of stuff. Now we just need to get the footballers involved buying so rare cards. But... I think it's a great time for the Messi Unique to be around. I don't think it's actually listed yet, but the, the image has been leaked. It is there on the blockchain. So, Yeah, one one thing, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen that on Messi's official Instagram? He's done like his own kind of NFTs. Have you seen those? Yeah, I, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen that. I, I didn't see it on his Instagram, but I heard he was doing them and I've seen someone posting one. Yeah. Let me look it up. I thought they were, um, you know, someone else just, you know, doing messy guards and they look sick. It was great artwork. Um, but overall, like actually someone posted on his own Instagram and then they've just gone nuts in price, obviously. And I'm kind of thinking, does this help Messi's unique auction or does this hinder Messi's unique auction? Because at the end of the day, ours is just a photo or so is yeah. just a photo, but it, at least it has that utility. Um, you see, I think this is like for me, and maybe I'm no, I'm not wrong. Do you know what it is? When you see celebrities doing this, I don't care that it's Leo Messi. Like it actually doesn't matter. This is a cash grab from a celebrity, is what this is, with no yeah. intent of giving anything back. Now I haven't read into it, and maybe people are at home screaming saying he is giving back. He's meeting everyone who like might buy one, or he's doing this or doing that. If this is one of these random things where some company, Eternity or whoever's teamed up with Messi to churn out a bunch of NFTs, sell them for a load of ETH, give him a, a large percentage of it. And he just sells a bunch of these images and people go mad for them. Like, th this is literally what V Friends is about. V Friends is the, like the blueprint of what should be done, in my opinion. Yeah. It's the whole giving back experiences. If Messi had smart contracts tied to some of these NFTs, giving real fans real experiences with Leo Messi, I get the draw. But funding a celebrity cash grab, a zero utility or life, real life experience, 
suck my yeah. dick. <laughs> you know, like I just, I, I'm not about that. I'm sorry, and it's Leo Messi. But I mean, if Tiger did it or Kendall Jenner, I'd be calling him a wanker. So just yeah, because so it's Messi, know. I still have to call him a wanker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe so I'm wrong. You, know, <laughs> you say this every episode. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I feel like someone could fe- like really disagree with that. If you do, I want to hear about it. But I just feel, or maybe I've missed the point. But if that is just a bunch of images that Messi's putting out there, and someone else has written a tweet and posted it out to his Instagram of two hundred and something million people, it does not excite me in the slightest. Yeah. But, um, do you think it helps or or hinders or the so rare one? Uh. It doesn't. It can't help. I don't. I don't feel yeah. like it can help, but I don't really think it hinders either. It's kind of just. Yeah. My, my only thoughts are: I went to look on Twitter for the unique card, like the actual link to it, and all I could find was that kind of chessboard mm. art. You know, one stage bringing out, and I was a bit like, "Oh, like we're, we probably won't get the same amount of draw if you see the messy NFT because everyone's going to think it's something else." But you know. Hopefully we're seeing the headline of, you know, card sales for over 500k, over a million or something like that, rather than messy NFT. Do you know, yeah, yeah, I I think like, what am I, what do I think? I, co- I know what you mean. It could almost like flood the market in terms of like Twitter where people are posting with this NFT from Messi, people will see the other one. I mm-hmm. find this NFT unique quite quite interesting because collectible wise, I don't know how much draw Messi in a PSG shirt will go on to have. But it is his first so rare NFT, and it is a unique. And I mean, the utility for I don't know what his contract to PSG is two or three years probably. Yeah. I mean, like the amount that could pay you back, it's not going to be half a million or whatever the card's going to cost you. But like, it's it's going to be a substantial amount of money, like isn't it? Well, I've got I've got a unique kind of perspective, I guess, because I'm like a messy fanboy, really. Like, it just grew up. He gave me so much joy just from watching him, and I always thought he was better than Ronaldo. That'll ruffle some feathers, but um, like for me, I just want one, regardless of how much it sells for, or how much the utility is, how many years he's there. Like, just to say, I have this messy guard on the game mm-hmm. that I play. Like, someone from my work, like I'm always, you know, talking about this kind of sober, and someone was like, "Do you really think in five, ten years that people will be showing off like?" digital so records and I was like yeah I kind of do like obviously not everyone in the world will know about it but but those that are interested in fantasy football I'm hoping this would be the hub like the big game that everyone plays and like you have a you know 2020 2021 um card which just really stands out and you know has that collective value that I would never want to sell even if it's a one of a thousand it's like that's mm. been in my club for five years like you're never getting it like yeah, like I think it's it's all about how so rare transitions and goes on. I do think like mm-hmm. I have no doubt that their cards can have collector value. There's been a bit of hype on the market at the minute about these crypto strikers being the first sports NFT and the first football NFT, and like I I do actually get the collectability there because well, there's no utility. Here's the thing, right? I think a lot of us in the so rare community are almost maybe to our detriment in many ways. We don't appreciate the true collectability of things I was thinking this the other day maybe I'm wrong but I think like and that sounds a bit stupid when we're buying these digital collectibles every single person but I think we're so driven by utility that sometimes we we can ignore the sheer I don't know the amount of like how much value collectability can actually bring like just because something is really really good on SO5 and that's what I look for it doesn't mean that it's worth more than a messy card that 
might have two years of utility left. What I'm trying to say here is that if you have something someone wants because it has a story and it has collectability to it, if that person has enough money, they will pay you way, like obscene amounts of money compared to the kind of data-driven approach of utility and looking at scores and looking at future yields. That has a finite kind of value, whereas I feel like collectorship is where you get into the the crypto punks. Do, do you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. really want to sell a so rare card for an obscene amount of money, that is not going to be based off SO5. That's going to be based off collectability. And we've seen yeah. that. Like Messi's yeah. unique sale is not going to be driven off his SO5 scores. While they're amazing, I feel that's almost like bypro- like a byproduct. Like when I bought the Ronaldo card, I bought the Ronaldo card because I feel that whenever this thing blows up and there's 150, 250, 300 Ronaldo rares on the platform, I have one. Like I have one yeah. of these. And I, I didn't even think of the SO5 output when I bought that. Yeah. Well, you're so capped with the SO5 because all you could do looking at the SO5 is take the you know prize pool each week and times that by 10 and like, or like however many times you expect to win the league, right? And, you know, realistically, that's not that much money when you consider them compared to like a crypto punk, which is going for like, you know, they started free. Now they're going for like $7.8 million. And it's like, you know, you're capping yourself if you're just thinking in SO5 terms. Like you really need that collectability where it's like people like me, if I have this messy card and it does well for me in D5, like I'm never selling it. I don't care what like offer you put in. And you need so many people to be like that. And and collectability comes from, you know, an, an internal desire to want something and to have, you know, either a badge or, or some kind of uh, nostalgia to it. And that's what I really think Sora can profit off is the fact that this utility, and, that, and I asked this question last week, like, do you think Tadic and Hans Vanneken will have collectability? Yeah. And, and it's kind of because it's not collectability in the terms that people want them. It's the nostalgia of how much you know money they earned or how good they were and you know, one game week and stuff. And it, it starts with the Hall of Fame, which we have now, and it just grows from here. That, that's what I see in a kind of long-term perspective. But, but who knows? This could be just a game that you play for two years, make a bit of money, and then it goes bust or something. Who knows? Yeah. I do. I think like that nostalgia and that kind of that actual relationship or or real affinity towards your card can be definitely built through. Like I don't look at my is it the Hall of Fame? Let me see my club. Mm-hmm. The five is it Hall of Fame? It's called no best five. Do we have a Hall of Fame? We don't. But you're like down the line. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Um. But like, I do think like a Hall of Fame or like a milestones or like a some sort of something tracking your best ever finishes and your best ever scores from players and. I don't know, really emphasizing the XP of players and the power they bring. I don't know. There's so much that could be done there. But, yeah, I don't know why I even went there or what brought me there. Do you know what I don't disagree with? Here's one for you. I was thinking this today. I was listening to um good friend Hybe talking about it on his podcast. You should check out the other So Rare podcast. You'll find it very easy. Um, And Hybe's done it once or twice, and I should just talk to him about this, but it's a wider conversation because other people definitely do do it. Quinny does it as well. It's the FIFA comparison or, like, discussion, right? Mm -hmm. I honestly just, I I don't really get it because, like, I play a bit of FIFA. Now, I don't really go on. I don't buy FIFA Ultimate Team coins and I don't spunk a load of money against the ball there. But I do sit and play a little bit of career mode in my free time and chill out, right? But I'm thinking, like, I, I don't, like, they're just different, do you know? Yeah. People think about, like, why spend your money on FIFA Ultimate Team coins when you can buy so rare cards and have true utility? Because I can't play FIFA with so rare cards, that's why. Yeah, because the game is not as fun. No, I see what they're trying to say. It's not think... as fun, it's just different. Like, one's fantasy yeah. sports, one's FIFA. Like, one's a video game, one's mm-hmm. fantasy sports. Now, there'll be a lot of 
people who are into football, who are into gaming, who are into both. There'll be a lot of crossover. If there was a Venn diagram of those two audiences of people, there'll be a big, a lot of crossover of like, like there's a lot of people there you could definitely market so rare to, but I just, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see them as... I, th- I think that the comparison's more to the market for me. So I showed someone this game the other week and they're like, oh my God, it's just like the ultimate team market, but you make real money. That's and I was fair. like, well, yeah, you could do that. Like, yeah, that is basically what it is. Um, that's a strong comparison. And then obviously being cards is a comparison. And the special weeklies is kind of um, like, they have marquee matchups. I don't know if you know that on ultimate team. Oh yeah, used, yeah. Yeah. So like the full best game weeks, every game week they'd have. And I was thinking going forward, the special weeklies have been absolutely rotten, right? In, in so rare. So it's like, if you took the best four teams each week or best four fixtures, sorry, that's eight teams, then then you can start getting a bit of utility. You can start making games exciting. And um, I've actually got that in uh, my new so rare structure that I've been planning. But uh, Ooh, like- We're going to get yeah, into that actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I can, I can see the comparisons, but look, you can't replace Ultimate Team with so rare. They're completely separate. You're right. But Maybe you I'm taking those a bit too literally. Um, yeah. Because you're right, like whenever I think about it now, yeah, they are cards, yeah, they are, well, I, I, Ultimate Team are missing the trick by not being sort of numbered and collectible. Like imagine how yeah, big that game so would be bad. if they were actually collectible. <laughs> like, yeah, like I am one of those idiots that like spunk to K up the wall, like one grand on, you know, pointless cards that get deleted after a year. And it's like, I like transitioning at least half of that money into something that I could sustain. I could see people doing that. And like, mm. you know, 500 pounds, it could probably buy your team to be fair, quite a competitive one, but say when prices go up, it might not be. And then it's like, can you introduce the loan system? Can you get them playing in like just one week? Can you get them, you know, mm. betting? Like obviously you can't bet, but you know, something that gets them involved, like an 18 year old, 19 year old, and just being like, look, I want to put 50 quid in this for this week. Like, you know, putting some coins on on like say simply alex oh i think simply alex will have a good week like i'll take half his rewards or you know something like that there's so much progression that can be done to mm. market to the same user base if that makes sense like i think you spoke before like castro being on it and it's like if you get castro streaming to his audience and like some of them see it they all just that that extra step of just getting the smaller a large majority of small users small budget users on can be so beneficial you see, that's the thing. They need to make uh, the platform more streamable in many ways. They need to make it engaging for streamers because because it's so like real time and actual matches and actual scores. It's not really suited to streaming. There's no packs, um, maybe auctions. And, you know, like I find it hard. Like the only thing I can think of to stream is reward openings. But you have to win rewards to do that. There's weeks like I just okay. don't do that. But like Castro is on the platform. You know he's on the platform. He has a he has an account, um. But I don't I don't know what his name is. But I know he's on there because I he messaged me whenever he signed up, and he said to yeah. me, "I got a I got my first blue card," and I was like, "Wait, go on, man!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. like if you can get people like that streaming, if there's anything they can add that makes it a more viewable experience and engaging, like they yeah. all do a web marketing wise the special weeklies or, you know, like something like that, where you get, you know, the four biggest fixtures of the week, you get them streamed simultaneously and you get the live scores going up and then you get people like in-game um, winning cards for like predicting the first scorer or predicting what minute the goal went in. And then everyone's on one stream, say watching like the John Nella stream of four simultaneous games and like everyone's predicting who they think is going to score when and like one person wins a card and stuff. Like there's so much that could, that could happen if they did it right. Mm. Um, well look 
I kind of I brought us down a rabbit hole there. We discussed things. <laughs> um, Messi's unique. Before we run on from this, what do you think it goes for? I've got a, a funny feeling in my head. It hits 500k sterling, which is absolutely huge. I think. What's your mm. thoughts? 500k is actually the number I have in my head. I don't think it hits a million. No. Uh, I think back to the, the Ronaldo. Um, and I mean, like, whatever, whoever you think's the better player, whatever, there might be a couple of unique Ronaldos, or maybe there's only one. I don't know. But bottom line is, let me check that out, actually. 270 grand or something I went for. All yeah. day in a boom. But, like, if it goes for 270 grand in a boom. Like, yeah, check. It went for 290 grand in March, and it's like, how far has Eve come? How far has Sore come? How how much better of a point scorer is Messi? How much more collectible is Messi? Like that's fair, yeah. Like I think um, I don't know. I think the PSG kit takes away from the collectability, but it still is Messi. It still is his honestly first they've, record. They've missed out so much. Why they didn't do like a video of him? Like I, I don't know if they can't do it, but it's about time they started doing the top shot videos for unique cards and just make them a bit more collectible. I think like if you had Messi just doing keepy ups at his like signing, like that price it gets close to a million. But as a, as a JPEG, so many crypto heads are just going to see it and think, Oh, I'd rather have the, the moving chessboard one, which he's just put out. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I kind of had 500 grand in my head. I didn't really know. Maybe, maybe 600, but I, I don't think it hits a million. Yeah. Somewhere for me, it's between 400 and 600 grand. And I'm thinking in euros. So whatever. Yeah. I just feel that you need that unique card to complete it, to compete in global unique now so that you can win like 9k on the weekends right or three mm. for five eve and it's just like without that card you're playing at such a disadvantage so all of the top users will just have to compete for it and they will just be max bidding it whatever they can put in they will be putting in to get it and mm. um, and i kind of hope for their sake really that whoever gets it doesn't use them which would be stupid but there is a couple of you know like the Gary V he's, he's got all his cards and he doesn't use them he just collects them yeah um, it would make it a lot more competitive I feel mm. yeah um, that's the thing I think with the uniques as well when you think of the top division it is such a it's something I don't even think about because I'm not there I don't think I'll ever be there but like just the, the whole it, it's like a draft league in fantasy football versus playing fantasy football like it's just a completely different game um which is mad but look we've a lot to talk about we've a million questions to get into um and i'm rambling a lot here so i wanted to talk to you about this so rare structure that you're talking about so it's about the divisions and the reward structures you you, you have a bit of an opinion on this or sort of just yeah. a chat about it so throw it at yeah. me and let's have a chat yeah, I'll just preface this for anyone listening. I haven't put like loads of thought into it. It was kind of like a one day, like, you know, I've seen a couple of problems people complaining. So, you know, what's the problem you're trying to solve really is that for me, the cards go to people that don't want them. Like yourself, John, every time you get rewards, you're like, oh, if anyone wants them, send me an offer, right? Every week without <laughs> doubt, because the only cards you want are the top, you know, the very top what, 3% that win you those cards? So it's like, you know, everyone that goes in to instantly sell them doesn't help. So we need to improve that. And then overall, winning cards doesn't have that same kind of buzz. Like it does for me this week. It's my first ever reward. But I feel like for you, you you wake up on Tuesday, Tuesday morning and you're like, oh, sick, another reward. We'll just claim that. Whereas I feel like long term, it's better to make winning this big thing where you do a big reveal. You do like a FIFA walkout and, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a big show that you can stream and people would actually like sit and wait up to see what you got. 
Um, so structure-wise, uh, I also want a bit more progression. So we'll call it D1 is your unique league. And then I've gone D1 and a half. And the reason for that is that D2 is super rares and D1 and a half is uniques and super rares. And it just filters down until you get to like D4 where you can use limiteds, D3 and a half where you can use rares and limiteds. And it's just the way that you can progress up the chain really easily. So in D4, you'd obviously win limited cards and in D3 and a half, you'd win rares and limiteds. Um, so you could you could use two or three rares. Besides that, it's then having the side games. And the side games are what's really going to push so rare. And you don't even need to change the current uh, structure. So the academy, they've already said basically they're going to introduce it. But every week they should have sub 40 academy. So anyone below 40 can just enter into that team. And I think they should do it like training where you can actually have like as many teams in as you want. So you can always train up or give your uh, below 40 averages a chance to win because the best thing about that is it's self-correcting because as soon as you score over 40 you're going to be out of it like after two or three weeks so um i thought that was worth a go uh, the rookie league um you can improve that by just just getting rid of common cards like people don't really use them like at our level is they it, do i was actually looking at you i think you actually have some crack in commons do you think yeah, I do. do you think it's real it's realistic and it's fair like for them to just get rid of commons, do you know? Um, so how I envision it is that for the rookie league and going forward is that you get expiries. So you have, um, what's it, eight entries. So every card that you have can be entered eight times into the rookie league. So the first eight, you're going to put your best eight players in, right? And you might win, you might not. After that, you're going to have, you know, a useless team that's not really going to compete. And then after that, they just, you know, dissolve into the wind, really. So is it fair that I would lose my Oblak and it's like, not really, but it is if everyone's on the same page. So I would get eight entries into um, D4 again because I could use my old black eight more times as everyone else can. And it's like it makes the the rare cards, rare goalkeepers, even more expensive, which is where I get yeah. really controversial and I'd let one D4 limited guard into, into <laughs> the current league. Yeah. Because um, I have to give them a kick in the nuts. So. Yeah, yeah. With the same... Um, with the same structure they have on commons now. So it's like you remove commons, replace them with limiteds, give them the same negative 40% and and be done with it. Like at least people can pay for what they win then. I get uh, it. Like, I th- you see, the thing is, like, I think that is definitely better, but I just think where we're at now, it inevitably crushes the price of rare goalkeepers. And yeah. I think that would leave a sour taste in the mouth of a lot of people. So yeah. I don't know if the upside's worth it. Like if what you gain, I don't think it's worth the, the fallout. But do you think if I, um, if you could enter any limited goalkeeper of your choice now and gotten minus forty percent, that you would do that over a limit card? Because like you have the I option would, to do, yeah. But I, I would enter a rare card. I would yeah. enter the limited for forty percent hit. Not a chance. So then it wouldn't affect the value. So it wouldn't but affect the value. But it would because there's a lot of people who would just see it because like the, the biggest thing I, that people get is they come in they buy four rare players and they're stuck with a common goalkeeper now instead of endeavouring to try and get that rare card those thousands of managers who can't, can't quite stretch to the rare card but they really want the rare card and that's where the price is slightly inflated or high they just say oh, fuck it I'll just buy a limited and take the hit they don't mm-hmm. even think of it like because if they could, if you could tailor your commons a lot of people would be happy to sit on that in the global D4 do you know, if you could tailor your commons and be like, right, I want All Black, I want Neuer, um, I want Allison, and do you know what, chuck me a Vandervert for under 23s. And if they can buy the four of them for the price of one, or like three of them, two of them for the price of one rare keeper now, 
Yeah. I think a lot of people would just say, do you know what it is? Fuck rare keepers. That's that's a mugs game. Um, I'm going to just enter my D4 teams with the limited. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's positive for the card, the rare card prices, the rare goalkeeper prices. But, but I think what you could do is, um, you know, start the negative bonus at, say, 80% and keep whittling it down every week until you get to that happy middle ground where rares are still expensive. But... Yeah, you have a very slim chance of a limited card. Like it's not; mm. it doesn't need to be set in stone. It can be like a progressive system. Um, which actually, is also- sorry, like I don't know how that would work. Like, but that sounds about that sounds better. Like, you're gonna get an eighty percent hit in the limiteds. See yeah. what happens. See how it affects the market. The rare prices don't move. Seventy-five yeah, percent so- hit. Seventy percent hit. Just kind of work it out. Yeah, so 70, yeah, 75, right? And then that kind of leads on to my next point, which is a progression path, which again, they've already mentioned it, but we need it soon. And the reason for that is that you want every point to count so many times when like you're just aiming for thresholds and you get a DMP and it's like, oh, I don't really care what the rest of my team does now. Like, like there's no point. And I think if you had the progression bar, like maybe even across every division, um, scaled obviously so you'd get less for competing in D5 than you would in D4 and, and D3 but you pick each week which league you think is your best league and yeah you get that many points scaled um, I just feel that it would it would keep people interacted with the game I think if you removed the D4 thresholds at the moment so many managers would be just without any chance of winning and mm. you know when they do win it's not really sizable at all that they're just going to start leaving um, that's my major concern for the game at the moment yeah, I think if if they do remove the thresholds, they're going to replace it with another thing that is equally as engaging and rewarding. I think, as you say, like I do really think that is important because I know myself, and everyone does, you get either a DMP or two people scoring 30 points in your lineup, a sub-appearance getting a 25-er, fuck's sake, there's two of them in your team, or whatever happens, you're out of the running for a card, you're or at least a good card, you might be on for a half a tier three or something and you're kind of still a bit disengaged and you have a player playing in a really decent fixture on the last night of the game week and you don't even bother watching or caring because like, it doesn't matter now, the game's up, it's 108 exactly, yeah. points to a tier three rare, it's like nah, so you're yeah, finding some sort of way that every point counts, every player every point counts, um I think that's definitely favourable because of the thing about this it's all about engagement it's all about people's eyes on screens it's all about yeah engagement attention that's what you're you're playing for the final one playing for I mean sorry the uh, the final one was kind of the the, what's currently the special weekly I want to change that to either like a special monthly or call it the jackpot so at the moment, you know, they're giving out like super rares basically willy-nilly in that league for really no reason. If you make it like a month thing where everyone can p- compete and it can be the big jackpot reward, I feel that would really draw in like a bit more of the streaming kind of mentality that you said. Like you could have someone talking about how they entered a team like worth 200 quid and won 2,000 pounds worth of players or something just because um, I would take four best fixtures each week and you have to enter two cards each you know you pick which game you want and you pick two cards from that game and then every score is added up weekly and then who's over the top at the end of the month gets to like the big windfall the big jackpot um be a bit so you're fun. saying kind of like so rare pick the four biggest fixtures of the week across all the leagues like derbies or notable mm. fixtures in the calendar and then it could even be random fixtures i'm not sure if that would help and then on top of that you kind of get um say if it's psg the problem is that you know you take messy away from all of the actual leagues where they can be competing so you could say for like 
um, you know, top tier teams or you have a less than 55% average score or something just to kind of mix it up a bit and get like player selection um, a bit more competitive. I feel like the one problem with so rare as a fantasy football game is that you filter high scorer in you go every week. I've even considered a fatigue system. So like you get a negative 5% bonus every time you play a player and like as soon as you rest them for a week, it goes back to full. Um, I think that could work. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth considering stuff like that. I don't know the ramifications of that. Does that further penalise managers with less cards where they're going to have to sit out every fourth week? Exactly, you know? yeah. So that, like, these are things that need on now. I'm just thinking like, where can we improve the game to make it more fun? To make it like you're not just strictly money to win a to win a game. You're a bit more of the FPL side of like you know limiting the amount of clubs you can have, or you have to have some tier two in there. Like you know different things just to make the game a bit more engaging. Because at the moment I've got my team at D five under twenty three. I'm just going to enter it every week, and it's like yeah. I, it, it takes away from the fun of the game, really. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like. I do, I do know what you mean, like having the selection headaches and I think even when it comes to training down the line and whenever, like I don't know what they're going to do, whether it's going to be, like I have just my thinks, thoughts on like the training, I think it could be so much more engaging. Everyone thinks it can be more engaging. Like it couldn't be less engaging. <laughs> but like the thing with training is like how do they make it more engaging? I think like, you know, stacking players from the same team in your training team should have multipliers on their chemistry, which means they're going to get more XP. I've heard the coach debate. I've heard, you know, stuff like this, players from the same nationalities. You're going down that kind of chemistry route of FIFA. But look, the yeah. thing is, like, as, as much as I say so rare is not FIFA, like, there's a lot of similarities in terms of squad building challenges. Yeah. There's things that can be transferred from these other games that can be yeah, from like, a big thing. Sorry, go ahead. Squad, squad building challenges and chemistry completely changed FIFA. Like it gained so many eyes. It, it got me so much attention where like I would just be on foothead um, building fun teams in my spare time. Like obviously it sounds like such geek, but like it's just something that people no, enjoy I've, I've doing. Like I've been there. Yeah. I've, you know, trying to work out a way that you can connect a, an Ajax left winger with somehow you've got this, you've got an I mean, you've got Trent and you've got Tadic. How do you make that team function? Yeah, like imagine an XP bonus. So like you've got, you don't really really want to keep them in the same team, but it's like say if they all played in a club historically and you have like Noah Lang linking with, not the Ketelera because they're in the same team now, but someone he played with in the youth squad somewhere and then, you know, you've got to use your own football knowledge and background to build on that and it gives you extra bonuses. And if you don't know too much, you can just, you know, sub players in and out until you find a good formula. Mm. No, I hear you. The only thing with a lot of this stuff that the kind of counterpoint to like a lot of this, and I, well, I think most of it is going to like benefit is the benefit of the game. A big thing I think is is could be really good is like side games, things mm-hmm. outside SO5 that have people coming back to the game every day, streak rewards, side games people can play. I don't know what it is. Like and again, I think a lot of these games are kind of limited because of gambling regulations. Like even like I remember on Footstock. I don't know if you ever played Footstock. No, Footstock was literally so rare, but gambling, like governed <laughs> by the gambling authority. I mean, it was cards. They didn't, they didn't, the, the issue was they didn't have a defined scarcity. They didn't have a, the supply under control and it's what inevitably ended up. Well, they didn't actually fuck themselves. They would have got away with it. Um, football index being dicks, fuck Footstock in the end. But they had some side games and one of them would be like stat roulette. So it'd be like you pick a card to put into stat roulette and basically it would like, so say on so rare, it would pick out like maybe the average of the last 40 chances created per game. And I could put in Tadic if I want, who's going to create a lot of chances. And whoever you put up, 
the two cards go head to head it'll draw a random stat and if I win I win your card if you win you win my card so it's kind of like if you risk a big player you can lose him if you risk a small player you're more than likely going to lose him but anyway what I'm saying is I think a lot of fun sort of engaging gambly side games are out of the question but what they can do there will be very engaging but back to my initial whole reason for this spiel the issue with so much of this is complicating the game the more little additions and bells and whistles and side games and chemistries and utilities and this is and that's the more that happens unless they can keep it simple it's just going to be a, it gets already confusing enough for beginners how yeah. much can you get away with without a, yeah. they need a really really good clear onboarding tutorial type thing yeah or a clear division structure for me so you know all the side games are on the side and the divisions are never touched the divisions are you know best scoring players put them in win each week and then on the side games you can do like the score dice get closest to 63 or something you know mm. something like that there's so much potential on this platform it's silly well that's the thing we could talk with this for hours and that that's the main that's the whole thing isn't it like that's yeah th- there's so much <laughs> they can do. When you go off on a tangent on your YouTube channel and you're just like, and I can see in five years' time, Sura, at a stadium, and I've got my side card at the stadium, that's when I'm like, yeah, I start depositing my own money in there. That's the thing. Whenever, I think it was something um, something Hybe said in his podcast this week, and I was like, I haven't thought of that before. And it's like, whenever you get Griezmann and Werner and all the lads competing initially, inevitably, one day in inevitably it's not inevitable but like potentially one day competing in d1 and you've got these multi 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 millionaire actual footballers playing with actual cards in d1 and they're going to try and prize other players away from each other because they want to beat each other for bragging rights and footballers are getting into streaming and footballers are getting into that whole thing like they're playing fifa and whatever else and just I don't know a league of them I don't know the whole thing just the thought of like this being something pro footballers can play against each other and compete but the, my only concern there is like fantasy football and clubs like Leeds was it banning it or whoever else but like I don't know did Leeds ban it it's Patrick Bamford yeah. plays it a lot it was someone banned it was it Villa yeah, I, I, I think it was because they leaked the starting lineup, didn't Jack they Rilish they moved wasn't back, themselves was back yeah. yeah I think it was Villa now I remember but yeah I don't know I just it, it was something he said in the podcast that really got my, my mind going but um, look let's see where it goes um, is there anything else on that? Um, I can't think of that no it's just you know always I want to improve the game and like uh, there are actually sorry there was one thing uh, which you won't like I really believe <laughs> in in the kind of division structures. Like, I, I think if you're playing in D1, I don't know why you need to be allowed into D5. I feel it just takes away from the little guy. And I think the little guy's struggling enough at the moment. I mean, thoughts? <laughs> but my thoughts are, my thoughts are this. My thoughts are it's too late, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if we go on to have D6, D7, D8 and whatever, you can, you can say that. But I think now... To go and say, and, and you're hundred percent right. Those in Division One don't need Division Five. Those in Division One probably don't even need Division Four. But the bottom line is that they've had it and they've been allowed it, and it's been part of the fundamental thing with so rare for so long that you can't just pull the rug. Like as I say, the fallout for that is not worth what you'll gain because you will have the biggest, most passionate players of this platform. Not necessarily the most passionate, but the biggest 
players of this platform a lot of them have been around for a long time who are just been told you know that thing you've just played for the last year yeah and you know the one you, you, you've built loads of teams for and bought cards purposely for all the regions yeah you're not allowed to do that anymore you can't do that yeah like, you, you can't do it so you, you just can't so worst case scenario i actually think one to four would probably have worked if you'd have said right division five you can't enter it if you're in division one there's a four four division maximum whatever yeah. four division spread max or something that would have been grand but it's too late now because you're releasing these cards and people are buying the one of a thousand Camavingas and people are buying whoever else and let's be honest so rare aren't going to come out and throw this at us next week next month so there's going to be a whole lot more teams cards psg um limited stacks built it's too late for me yeah i just can't see right. it but whenever division six comes along could they say right here's the thing it's a five division max so if you're in d1 you can't do d6 if you're in d2 you can't do d7 eventually yeah okay i could i could see that happening and i wouldn't argue with it um but that that's kind of my kind of thoughts on it like i do think it makes sense i do think it it, it does make sense and if it had been there from the get-go no one would have complained but too late for me yeah i was, I was a bit annoyed on the d5 announcement that they didn't limit you know d1 players or d2 players i think like there's just no benefit to them and it takes away from people that do have such a benefit from it but it's, it's actually not a problem at the moment like i haven't mm. really seen any big names in d5 except for myself but, uh, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's just such a lottery but i mean it will happen inevitably yeah. one week zero or someone's gonna win it i don't even know if he's buying limited cards but like someone's gonna win it and there'll be people all over twitter upset because the little guy didn't win and another we a wheels just got 0.25 into his account and yeah you're right that's just the game do you know for me that's just the game i'm having a wee look here do you know it's it, the one thing i will say about these limited auctions is there's a couple of things actually and then we're going on to questions and this is not something i planned on talking about but i've so rare open a couple of observations from my own head and my own thoughts on it right i am more inclined to have a little flick at the auctions because i might just grab someone on the fly do you know what i mean i'm not going to have to wait 10 15 20 minutes if i'm like at the toilet i'll open it up and you know what i might just stick a little bit on this guy because he's a man <laughs> i might just do you know because i mean like i'm two pages in here and sure people are still going in 20 minutes but the other side of it is and it's just human nature or maybe it's just john nature i'm so lazy that every time i open it i'm not going in and filtering out limiteds so it's drawn my attention away from the cards that i really should be looking at like mm -hmm. rares and super rares so like i'm just not seeing them because they're in a sea of yellow so i'm kind of just less engaged with the market as a whole which is maybe weird but it's just what i'm feeling um and it's probably just complete laziness and me being a dick but yeah, I've noticed myself looking on the market at super rares and rares less over the last two weeks. Have you noticed anything? Or you oh, I was never really... limited. You're a limited. Yeah, player. yeah. I sold off all my rares and my big rares, and then I'm moving into the limited. So, for me, um, just in terms of tips for people, I'd, I'd try and there's a couple of cards you can get out there which are going for less than ten percent of their rare price, and if they're actually usable and good cards, right, that is good value no matter what, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, with D5, you can only compete with limited cards. So you, if you have the best cards in D5, you are going to win, right? No one is in, you know, in D4, if you have the best rare cards, that, you know, or D3, if you have the best limited cards, doesn't mean you're going to win because there's rare cards as well that can go in. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting one where I think people are kind of undervaluing it, really. Well, that's the thing. Like, over time, I think, like, 
I think a lot of these cards are going to be overvalued at the minute because of the lack of supply and they'll come down over time. But at the same time, there will be cards there that are inevitably undervalued. Of course there will. Yeah. There's auctions there going for a tenner, a fiver. That, that worries me. Like, there's going to be so many cards that are worth like a quid or like worthless. Are they going to keep auctioning those? Or do they just say like, oh, they're, they're so cheap. Like, we're, we don't want to have like cards for 50p. I think they just keep auctioning them. Yeah, it's it's the nature of it. Like, look, every card can't have value. Every player isn't good. They're all professionals. Yeah. They're all good. They all spank me and you on the five aside pitch. But I mean, like, <laughs> they like they aren't all elite SO five performers. They aren't all collectibles. They aren't all going to be remembered in the footballing world forever. Do you know? So like, a lot of them will be next to worthless because they'll have no collectability and they'll be bench warmers for half their career. Do you know? Like, so like. Those cards are they shouldn't have value and they won't have value. Should I, yeah. should so rare still auction them? Yeah, because if someone wants to pay a quid, I mean, if if there's if they're making five hundred quid a day, two grand can, a day from worthless can, cards, it adds up. Can I just interrupt on that point? Would you auction injured cards then? So when Van Dyke got injured, would you, would you mint his cards as usual for the rest of the season? Because currently they stop, don't they? Personally, I yeah. would. I well, yeah. here's the thing. I think they should. I think it's on the person buying to understand as long as they have a big red X or whatever. If it's a blatant long-term injury, people should know about. Mm. And then there, there comes in grey lines. Like, there will be a time when so rare it hasn't come out that someone's done their cruciate and it just looks a bit questionable. Do they still auction them? And then all of a sudden they're auctioning off this player to some poor bastard who hasn't done his research. But I think I kind of think that's on the person buying. Um, the other side of it is, though, in terms of so rare revenues, do you want to auction Van Dyke when he's injured? Do you want to auction van dyke mm. is playing it's the latter every mm. time so i think it's more a so rare strategic financial decision than it is so rare looking out for newcomers but maybe i'm just being yeah like it like introducing dynamic rewards right when the season ends and they pay out yeah. less I, I thought that was quite a clever strategic yeah. decision by them yeah yeah uh, fair yeah um there, there has been a bit of uproar around the reward structures. Now, I don't know if you want to talk about that or if you want to get into questions. Is there anything you want to say about that or have we kind of covered it? I, Yeah, I'd covered it quickly. I think the reward should just pay out the top 1% or top 2%, top 3%. It should be so minimal that when you win a reward, it is like you're out on the town celebrating. You should maybe get two or three tier twos, tier like whatever. Just bundle them up and whoever gets the top 1%, you get two chances a week for 52 weeks. Like, you get, you've got a good shot of winning. Like, mm. you know, it's it's better than someone getting a tier three and it's like, oh great, a tier three. I think this like progression bar and whatever else, and I like the idea of down the line, like maybe being able to choose your reward. You know, three rewards pop up, three tier threes pop up, and you pick which one you want. Because there's so many times I'd actually pick a lesser priced card because it suits my squad better and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people will just try and do a quick bit of research and see who's worth the most could be interesting if there was a little timer there do you know like three cards pop up and you have 10 seconds to pick one or something otherwise you get <laughs> the first or one do you know so people what? can't go digging and just find the most expensive it's like right which one of these do you want do you know yeah. you're, you're talking know. about FIFA again you're talking about untradeable cards where <laughs> yeah. you just bring it you win rewards that you can't get sold I mean that's obviously not a solution at all but it's just yeah. like it, it produces the same outcome of look you have to pick the, the card that's best for your team not that's worth the most yeah but yeah. um Look, whatever on the divisional reward structures, I'm sure there'll be more coming out in the next few weeks. There's been a lot of sort of chat about that on Discord of seeing around upcoming special weeklies and 
people looking ahead to reward structures and they're looking a bit weird and I think the thing is like the dynamic rewards are like the, the reply from the team keeps being like oh we're still trialing these rewards we're still working them out we're still working it out we're still working it out and I get that they're still working it out like they do need to get it right eventually but I mean like I don't know how long they're given before people start getting really pissed off are people well, being a bit premature with being well, pissed I, off or are people I'm, just right I'm going to have a little moan now then the one thing that's annoying <laughs> me with the, with the so rare team is that they keep saying like oh yeah we'll chop and change this but then they do and they do it's brilliant but right before that they don't you know ask us oh what do you think of this like get us some opinion like how stupid of it was them to say oh what colours do you think the limited cards will be everyone and their mum voted green and then it comes out yellow and everyone's like Oh, like everyone wanted it to be green and you've made them yellow now. Like, it's just so stupid. Why not put that poll out and that decides which colours the cards are? It just makes no sense. And, and that's a small problem. I'm talking about bigger problems of like yeah. how much rewards are paid for D5. Because the first first rewards for D5, I looked at them and thought, bloody hell, I'm going to be competing in this every week. Like, like they were so high. They were, they were as equivalent to a D free challenger reward for coming third and first and like obviously you'd pick d5 it's easier to win d5 than mm. um cost wise so cost yeah, wise just, yeah cut numbers yeah. wise odds wise who knows we'll need to wait and see yeah, whether these yeah. are fully fully populated but look alex we'll move on to questions um it'll bring us down more tangents and we'll cover all this anyway because there are some great questions there and look big thanks to everyone there was a lot of engagement in this week's post um and uh, i'm liking this new the most like comments get asked first so a lot of people are obviously taking that to heart and taking it on board because one of the people aaron johns who left a question had 13 likes so it's the the winner of the week um do you think an official loan system is something that so rare can implement one day if so what do you think the pros and cons of such a system would be i think loaning should 100 percent be part of the game I'm so fully agreed. Like we're talking about kind of imagine the 18, 19 year old crew that can't afford a full team of NFTs. They can go in and just loan a team for a week or two when they fancy their chances. Um, and I think there's so many benefits to like, you know, when you're short of a player a week or when your team's not competitive and you just want to test it out. I think there's so many benefits, but I don't think it will ever be introduced because it takes away from so rare's bottom line. Like all of these people loaning cards will stop buying off the auctions and they lose money. So that's the downside. What if, what if you like you could loan and you could loan but when you issue the loan, it's issued as a loan, not a sale. You put the time in and you put the amount of money paid for the loan in and so rare get a cut of the ETH. Do you know yeah, so it's a fit, fit, yeah. So yeah, like, let's say I say I don't know if you there'd be a loan market or how it would work, but if I say to you, Look, here Alex, I'm gonna lend you um I lend someone Raphael AI this week for the special weekly. Got a card, tier two super rare one. I own 20% of it. Don't know how that's going to work. The XP cut wasn't a big deal to me because he didn't have that much XP. Um, so like loaning is still a perfectly legit part of the game. You can do it, but how so rare police that is just kick you in the balls with XP. That's literally it. They're trying to, they're trying to stop people doing it, but you're allowed to do it. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to disincentiv- yeah, disincentivize it, if that makes sense. But like, if they just had it where it was kind of like, I'd say, right, I loan you this guy for the upcoming, for game week, you tick the box and you can take as many as you want, how many game weeks I'll lend you for, and I'm going to charge you X amount. You accept the transaction, pay me the ETH immediately, the card is yours for X amount of time, so rare to take a 10, 20% cut, whatever. And that's that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a win-win, surely. But 
I mean, getting the loans thing, making loans more accessible and, and, a, and a proper part of the game, it definitely increases engagement. There'll be more people entering in any given week. But I do get that maybe it could affect the amount of people, people's incentive to buy cards and whatever else, and that affects so rare. So, yeah, how much work from it, they'd though. have to do. Yeah, the development and all that. Yeah, for, for their bottom line, say you get 2% of every loan, it's not going to be a lot. It would take a, a lot to put like the developer's fees in for it. And if it goes wrong, you know, it could go horribly wrong where you've loaned a card for a week and you never get them back. And like, imagine the uproar, it ruins the whole game. So it's like, I don't think the, the risk is worth the reward and that's why we won't see it. For now, I don't think we see it for a while, but I do think whenever they have a bigger team, more like they can just get away with actually building tech like that, robustly testing it and making it happen. Yeah, like yeah. I don't see why it can't happen, but um, I mean, there were I remember like people used to not like loans. I don't know why. I think it's because if you come in and you didn't have friends in the community or friends on the platform, you might have yeah. been considered at a disadvantage to other people. Yeah. Um, it needs to be an official market where anyone can buy. Yeah, can't be can't be yeah. like a buddy system. But there will still be people who make a deal with their mates, stick in the market, and people accept it. You know, so like it still <laughs> will happen. But like I don't know if I would have been as engaged or got on the platform. I really don't know. Hybe let me like seven cards when I first joined last August for like two or three weeks. Um, back like back then, loaning was proper part and parcel of the game. Everyone did mm. it. You know, loaning was just part of the game. And I mean, he didn't let me world beaters. He let me like Bistrovich. He loved that guy. Uh, Selic at Lille. Was it him? Don't know a few people. But I mean, enough. Like I went and bought two or three players then, and I could enter a couple of teams, and I won a couple of rewards. And I was like, do you know what? I like this. So after maybe three weeks, I sent them back to him and I deposited a few grand and I went crazy. Um, and I don't know would I have done that if I didn't have that sort of introduction. So that that's the other side of it. Yeah, I think the benefit now is one of a thousand. You can go and pick up a team for yeah. 40 quid. I don't know. Um, minus a keeper keep it still a bit spenny but yeah, you can put a team together for like let's say 100 quid and yeah, that tests you out. And if you lose what 20% of your value 50% of your value mm. yeah at least you had an, an attempt right next question let's see who has the next most likes competition is on oh we have eight eight looks like I went, a high bid I went and liked all the easy questions so you wouldn't ask me any I, like the, <laughs> I like them all just to up the numbers yeah. I like them all and to give people a bit of acknowledgement but like so I'm effectively not affecting the vote just up on the numbers canary so rare Simply Alex has been focused on limiteds lately, and so rare has said they'll not be available. For, they will not be available for D four. As such, what do you envision the plans for commons? Is will they be moved down to lower divisions? Free cards used in higher divisions is intriguing. So yeah, like I mean, we're still using commons in D four, yet limiteds are in D five. I do think, based on the language of one of their recent announcements, that changes. I do think it changes. But I do think you really need to kick the, the limited in the balls. I keep saying that, but I just think it has to be done. Yeah. That's the only way it can be done. Yeah, let's say uh, uh, agreed now pretty much. Like you take a 75% cut on limited cards. Um, you can still keep, nah, get rid of the common cards. They're just going to be, they're not real NFTs. They're just going to clutter up galleries. So get rid of commons completely, replace them with limited cards. You know, cut on the XP and D4, sorted. How many commons do you think they gave away? Do you know? Like what I'm thinking is, Whenever the time comes down the line that there's going to be one of 10,000, could commons just become that and you automatically get minted 
one of the commons of that player. Do you know what I mean? So you hold them. It's almost like a early joining kind of benefit. You know, like we were early adopters. <laughs> we got these common yeah. cards. Now we can sell them. Do you know, like, but the numbers aren't out there. Well, the, the NFT's out there, so they could never be numbered. The, sorry, what I'm saying is the NFT is there, so it can never be numbered. Or is it Can't an NFT? Changed. I don't think it's a proper NFT. I'm not, you know, particularly knowledgeable, but Neither the fact I. you can't, the fact you can't sell it, it's got no scarcity. I mean, I could have the exact same old black as you have. There's no um, variety in it. So unless they actually have, let me click into one. Do they have yes. like a? Do you know what I mean? Do they have like a what's the word? A big serial number, like the big, big, long one. Yeah, the transaction thing. Oh, I do it, uh, Stephen. Because I've I've got they one of those glitch, I've got one of those glitches where you can see you can't see the player's face and it just says Stephen Dash Defry Dash Twenty Twenty Dash Common Dash Nine E D D D F. So it might do. Well, like if I click in, there's no like view the card in the blockchain, so maybe it's not yeah, on the yeah. blockchain, or maybe they have. I've, I've that. heard that before. I've heard that it's not on the blockchain, so it's not real NFT. I I picked absolute hylers. Like I picked guys <laughs> for um, like I picked. Lafont and Noble for keepers, right? Which is decent. But then the rest of them, I was just picking anyone who might get some game time, not focusing on anything. Like in hindsight, I wish I just went like Mbappe, but like I suppose at the time the common keepers were important. Yeah, I I got drafted mine, mine were random, and um, and then I you won some. On. Yeah, because I knew the best way to win was to play two rares in the league. So I I got two rares early doors and just tried to win. So I ended up with star rares. So that's why I have so many goalkeepers. I never won. Class. Yeah. I've um, always got a strategy. That's it. There's always an angle. Yeah, um, there's always an angle. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know. What do, what do we th- think? I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, the commons will either have to be phased out or moved down divisions, surely. They have to be worth less. Well, they are worth less, but they have to be, like, less premium than limited. So limiteds will have to be higher up the chain than them. Can they get rid of them? We kind of discussed that earlier in this episode a bit, but, like, I don't know. Any thoughts on it? I think they'll get rid of them eventually. Like it's just so confusing to add another scarcity, which isn't a scarcity, which can be used in leagues better than the ones you actually pay for. Yeah, just get rid of them. Stafford Rangers on seven likes. <laughs> I, I find it hilarious that I'm really like focused on the likes. But make sure everyone <laughs> go find me on Twitter. I'll have tagged Alex everywhere. Follow him too. Uh, for so rare content and musings oh, that's a word that's a word that content creators always say or like bloggers always say here's my recent musings over this week <laughs> anyway there's me chatting shite like usual Stafford Rangers how long before the end of season should you look to sell your players to get max value and how long after the season finishes should you look to build for next season and get the cheapest prices this is a really interesting one because obviously I think the J League is like 7-8 fixtures from completion I was looking at it today um that is a good question. I, th- I thought long about this question because I read for all of them and that was one of the best questions I saw because I couldn't answer it quickly. I did get to an answer. I think the actual best time to buy um, to buy cards is four games before the end of the season. So that's when everyone's trying to sell. They're like, oh, you know, I'll get out before the actual crash, but it's already crashed by that time. So you get four games of utility and then if you were trying to sell them, I think the best time is about two weeks before the new season comes out really um yeah i mean like if i was like if you're trying to sell 
like if you want to sell the players out of the current season to buy rebuy them in the off season for next season, if that's the way you're going about it as opposed to the other way, you you want at least two months in there, I think, to really be able to still command some sort of value. I think if you leave it to within a month of the league finishing within six weeks, people aren't stupid. Do you know you're you're gonna you're gonna have to the price will take a bit of a hit. And like I know I want to build an Asian team. I want to build a premium Asian team. I want Kikuchi. I want the guys. Um, I want Kikuchi back. I had him. I'm thinking of that yeah. meme. You know the ginger kid crying? I just want Kikuchi back. Like um, <laughs> He's got double hundreds. Yeah, I've yeah seen. like he's he's insane. And I want to build a team around that. And But I'm waiting now. I'm probably going to wait and build it in their off season because it just makes sense. But that, that is a good question. I, the thing is, we're all afraid. We, we all want as much utility as we can. Um, we all get caught up in the greed of it. Like, do you know, if I am trying to sell players, like I have MLS players, I don't have any Asian players at the minute, but coming up towards the end of the MLS, will I have the discipline to sell them two months, eight weeks, whatever, before the end of the season? Absolutely not. No, I will not. Yeah. yeah. Because I'll want you to did. cream out another eight weeks of utility and I'll say, ah, sure, I'll just keep them the next season. You know? Yeah, the fear of missing out. Like if all your cards just absolutely bang, you're just gonna like hate yourself, really. A bit like with Kikuchi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was banging. He was always banging. I sold him actually for like point seven something. Now I think he might have cost a bit different at the time. Um, I had two of them at one point. Shout out. Yeah, someone someone put me on. Was it Dancing Boy? There's a few people. Names change all the time in the community. Um, he might listen, but yeah, thank you. There was someone who put me on to Kikuchi a long time ago, and I bought two of them for like sub point one ETH. He was amazing. But um, yeah, what am I saying here? It's the FOMO and it's the greed. I think the best traders are people that can t- detach themselves from that and just make the sales. I don't yeah. know if I'm that guy. But so, someone asked me if I could just ask an off the cuff question: How attached Dude. to you are your cards? Oh, how oh, yeah. attached to your cards are you? Um, it was tough depends. to answer for me. Yeah, it dep- I think it's one of those. It depends on the card. Um, like if I look back, I actually am finding it tough to bring myself to sell Zelinsky. He was my first ever buy. Um, got him for twenty seven euro. Yeah. And it, it's not even about that. It's just like I remember sitting down. I remember where I was. It was on. I was getting. It was the twenty ninth of September, twenty twenty. It was. Was that the day I signed up? Twenty ninth of September. It was the day after I signed up. I'd Quinny and I'd Hendo on a call, Zoom call, and I was having a few cans, and they basically ran me through so rare top to bottom, and I deposited a bit of ETH, and I said, you know what? I just looked at the auctions. Zelinski was an auction, and I went and I bought him for 30 quid, and I honestly felt like, oh, I've just spent 30 quid on this. Like, I am off. <laughs> Do you know what I felt like? You know that yeah. afterwards, like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. Um. So, like, I'd find it hard to sell him, yeah. I, I, but I mean, if someone came in with a good offer, I probably would. I think Above market price, if, if someone offered you last sold, are you taking that? Depends what last sold is. Quite often, I find <laughs> players are. Do you know? I, and that sounds stupid, but I, I quite that. often find like I want to sell players. Like I want to sell. I don't need Amiri. I don't mm. need Diada. I don't need Trippier. But their their prices are all down at the minute, so I'll just wait. Do you know if someone came yeah. up with market price, I wouldn't sell. If Zelensky, if someone came at me with like I don't know, point four or something, yeah, point five, he's probably gone. I don't know what his price is. Yeah, but I, that what would you? Um, I'm not attached at all. You know, I'm pretty happy to let go. I made one of my so rare videos the other day saying like I finally bought an under twenty three keeper. I like, can't wait to use him next week. And I generally meant that. And two days later, someone offered me enough money, and he just wouldn't. 
So, um, yeah, and it was, I had that, I don't know what you were discussing, where someone um, was off my random money and I was like, yeah, happy to sell them at like current market prices. They offered me current market prices and I was like, oh, good God, no, I'm not ready to sell at current market <laughs> yeah, prices. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's worth about double that. When did that happen? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I feel so bad. I've done that a few times, like where it's the old, oh, yeah, I mean, like, give me, yeah, like, whatever. And then you look and you're like, holy shit, absolutely not. This is madness. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I'm looking around here, having a wee click about, right? And I've just seen there Seoul, 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 Seoul or Seoul, if you really try and go continental on it. Uh, the Athletic Madrid player, he's been rumoured for a transfer to like Chelsea or United. Yeah, he's Mexico. definitely said he wants to leave. I thought I saw on um, Fabrizio's Twitter. Is listed for 0.6 ETH. Is he not a pretty solid player that's going to go to a champion Europe team and be playing every week? Asked me on the spot. No, he averages forty-three, and he starts ninety-five percent of games. He is absolutely useless. That's why he's so cheap. So he could get. Well, he there could, we go. He could profit off his transfer, no doubt. But um, you know, yeah, if it's already released, there. probably not. Yeah. Why are they such good oh. scores? Are they all sub appearances or something? Yeah, a lot of sub appearances. Sixteen minutes. I don't know. Just when he scores, it's like Koke. Okay. I thought Koke's really good. Madrid, but. 73 yeah very rarely gets 90 minutes I thought he was pretty nailed at Atletico maybe that's just like a historical kind of bias like if you look back on his graft all time and look back from game week 77 and before that he was solid that's yeah, probably like the soul I'm thinking about anyway um, yeah it's just it's, you know whenever you see like a champion player that you know who plays for like anything less than one eighth in Super Rare you're like what is going on here yeah, big name. If he gets a move down, if he moves down at league, you know, you know, middle tier French league or something, yeah, I'd be all over him yeah, if he goes to be the best. Right. Next question. We've time for a couple more. Um, Jay Fraz with a big seven likes. Big Jay. Has your so rare strategy changed since the introduction and market reaction to the limited scarcity cards? Yours absolutely has. Yeah. Mine hasn't. My, the only yeah. limited card I've bought of note, I don't know if I shared this in last week's podcast, was... Eduardo Camavinga limited shirt number so like yeah I spotted that when and I, I got for like the same mine. price that all of them were going for I didn't get it I thought I was going to be outbid yeah that's exactly what I was doing but rather than shirt numbers I was matching up age so I got the age match I believe yeah I got 18 18 that's brilliant yeah like for the same price and I, they were going for more expensive the higher they went so yeah happy with that in terms of the actual question Jay Fraz um, so I used to go for capital appreciation I had to get players that would go up in value or that I'd expect to go up in value because I couldn't really afford to buy a competitive D4 team you know that's basically me and a bit of flipping now and again and now I've decided to become the D5 whale and just full send into D5 and buy up the best players I can so I sold my album the font and I put all of that money across two teams and D5 under 23s and it's looking like champion could be, obviously I'm entering them to global at the moment, but you know, it's just going to grow from there really hopefully um, because it's so much funner to just win rewards and, and watch your cards rather than just hope it goes up in value. Exactly. And that entertainment has value. Agreed. It really does. Like, um, so look, my, my strategy hasn't. I think like I think once there's a few more out there I'll look and I am looking at the market every day and if there's someone I see that I want I'll buy them but like yeah um, okay on to another one if you could have one of your current cards over for a beer who would it be and why 
<laughs> this is a uh, Catinho, isn't it? Or yeah, Sarememes? Yeah, because yeah. my answer I'd obviously thought about this before is uh, Dave Bowes, <laughs> who he loves as well, because he just looks like such a sound guy. I mean, my answer would be any of my Celtic players, but it's such a boring answer that you know, Big Dave go into the pub with him, he's gonna you know smash up the gap. You're gonna have some good stories with him. So that's who I'm picking. Big Dave. Who am I picking? I, I'm going to be really boring and like flex. I pick Ronaldo. I have a Ronaldo. Like, I mean, if I actually oh, could on. sit down and have a pint, he'd probably be a boring fucker and wouldn't touch Exactly, him. yeah. He, he wouldn't drink. He would just like try and beat you at everything. He'd be trying to sit down quicker than you. Ronaldo's a yeah. Northman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me see. Is there someone else that jumps out then? If I can't pick Ronaldo because he'd be too boring. The, you can uh, speed run him if you want. You could speed run uh, all the questions if you can read them quick enough because I can just one word answer. Okay, we'll try and bang up as many of them out as we can. Uh, yeah. But who am I picking for a pint? Like, who else would I pick for a pint? Um, oh. You got any youngsters that you could take on the town? You know, take them under your wing. Ta- Young take the kettle there. He seems quite cool. Right? He's got strong eyebrows, good genes on that boy. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Do Zantarich, he'd have some stories. Yeah, Dusan is a—he's up to no good, definitely. Up to no good. I'd, he'd what, have some stories. <laughs> Wayne Rooney would have some stories. That's the guy I want as a card, just for the, just for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so right, let me see. Try and bang out a few of these then. Um, so rare Australia. I think we'll ever see so rare become more DFS like in that instead of geographic based leagues, we just get a global daily slate. Ugh. No, I think the structure is pretty solid as it is. Like they like the split into different divisions and different geographics. I think it works as well, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's too wholesale a change, really. Um, mm. Now that you're a limited whale, Hoodwink wants to know who your dream purchase is. Recently discovered your so rare content. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Hoodwink. That's really uh, nice to hear. But it's Lionel Messi. I'm going to try and pick him up, kind of. Not regardless of price, price will be the one thing stopping me, but um, I don't care if it is kind of, he's more expensive than he's worth valuable in my team. If I can afford him, if I can sell off some assets and get him, I'm getting him. It's that simple. I want Haaland in a Dortmund kit. Yeah. On a limited card. That's what I want. Yellow, 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 everywhere. Um, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, and I also wanted to say, do actually make sure anyone listening, if you know if you're kind of being lazy and can't be arsed, go and actually do follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Follow Alex while you're there because I'll be doing a giveaway of a card this week, um, the week coming. I don't know when I'm going to do it. I'm waiting on the artwork to come back. But I mean, it's a biggie. It's a it's a pretty big card. Um, it's not a super rare, but it's a proper good rare. Anyway, uh, Marco Sullivan, again, look, do you know what? Shout out to Marco Sullivan and so many of you who leave questions every week, but Mark definitely leaves two, three every week and I never get around to them all. But Mark, look, I really appreciate it. Uh, what are your thoughts on having restrictions for SO5? We've discussed that one. Um, if Mbappe leaves PSG and moves to Man City or Real Madrid, would that make him more or less valuable than him being a PSG? I think Mbappe at Man City is worth as much, if not more, because they dominate. Real Madrid are a bit shit at the minute. Exactly the same. And Real Madrid are licensed. Real Madrid licensed, so there'll be another one. So, yeah, less valuable. Um, But more valuable Man City. He would just score 90s. I'm not even thinking of the license in there. Yeah, going to Man City, his value goes up, surely. Going to Real Madrid, or his value maintains at least at Man City, probably goes up. Real Madrid, more cards. Well, the same amount of cards. I don't know, Real Madrid... 
for his legacy and collectability long term, he could bang in a lot of goals at Madrid over the years, or he could do a hazard. Who knows? I don't think it makes him more valuable than PSG. Great. Do you know? Um, okay. Nick Taylor, a while back with some Asian Player of the Month cards. Do you think MLS All Star cards and more Player of the Month Golden Boot cards would be great for the platform? And one word, yes, I think collectability, as many okay. variations as we can get. I'm glad you read that. I disagree so strongly. Um, I think the special, <laughs> I think the, I think the special edition cards need to be special, right? So when the um, the league cards came out, they did like a whole team of special edition cards, but like no one's going to be collecting these random Japanese players that Fair. you know for special editions, right? You want special editions to be special, otherwise they're just editions, right? So you know there's so many special edition cards already out there that they're they're not that valuable. No one's looking at them thinking they're quite cool. I think there's like. A couple in like um, you'll never walk alone's gallery that look good, but those one they just put out linking with um, that Japanese company or whatever it was, they didn't appeal to me. Like no one's going out trying to collect all of those. Like make the no, special edition special. Like give them some kind of video, some something different. I think I agree and disagree with that. Right, I do feel that you're right about like these rising sun cards and all. While they're a bit different, pretty. They aren't collectible enough in nature. The only thing is they're different, but they aren't collectible enough in their nature, like the actual event associated with them or the, the reason for the special card. But I think if you start giving players special edition cards within their normal mint for career milestones, it does add collectability. Now, I don't want milestones every 10 goals someone scores, but if someone gets into player of the season, team of the year, a Ballon d'Or, a Golden Boot of the World Cup, this sort of stuff, like I do get that. I do get the significance of that. Maybe team of the month is a bit much, do you know? Maybe that's a bit frequent. But at the same time, in 10, 15 years, or 10, 15 years ago, if this existed, would Ronaldo's first ever man of the match or Ronaldo's first ever team of the month award card be worth something? I don't know. Yes, but think about all the other man of the matches. How many man of the match appearance has he got? And then eventually, you know, they're all worthless because there's just too many. So there's no collectability. <laughs> that's, but that's Ronaldo. Everyone else doesn't get that many man of the matches. But like, <laughs> I know what you mean. I think there's a balance there. I think they could definitely yeah. do more than they do, but it's how they do it. I think it needs to be more actual collectability, real world event, football accolade specials, not just special because it's fucking. Yeah, Euro top scorer, World Cup top scorer, get a special edition, so record, get it signed, look yeah, sick. Yeah, I don't want like a golden merchant special edition because it's... Oh, good God. I don't, want yeah. a, I don't want a special edition of any sort of nature from another company just because they've teamed up. It's just like, nah, it's not special for yeah. me. Let's get them actually um, winning winning the cards as well, I think. And that's the biggest thing. How do you just... I think that's a jackpot, right? You just want, like, the winner of the Euros, get them in a card, everyone can compete in it, and, you know, it's a jackpot. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've answered Nick Taylor's question about the Messi unique, and the last one I'm going to ask, again, like, there really are great questions here from... Oh, here we go. Let me just give people a wee shout-out because I can't get to them. Shaka Boom, F.I. Trent... Um, I don't know what brain box, brain box, get out of here. Maybe you listen. I don't know. What's a Binance smart chain? Is that a real question or is that some senseless plug? Uh, I, don't, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I think it's technology wise, but yeah. yeah sorry, it doesn't, doesn't mean end to me. Maybe that is like just someone looking at me to talk about this Binance smart chain and plug it. Or yeah. I, I don't know if it's like one of those kind of things where they ask you a question, you get a plug or not. Mark Definitely replied is. to it and just laughed and was like, yeah. 
Anyway, Sorry. I'm giving this. I'm doing exactly what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> ML, Alan C, um, Paul Moorcroft with the Yes Way Jose, Silverback, Paul Moorcroft again there. Um, Plastician, Quinny, my mate. Like they're all there. So thank you so oh, much. We've got we've got to give a shout out to Quinny as well. He's uh he's getting married in the next oh, ten yes. days. Yes. Bells. Right. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Quinny. And the last question from FI Gardner, what new features or milestones do you expect so rare to reach in the next 12 months? We've kind of talked about a lot of this. Does anything jump out at you that we've missed? Uh, right. Obviously, they need to onboard new users. I think a meetup is going to be the big one or several meetups in different countries, like linking with so rare. Um, you know, just being a household name for fantasy football. Like if, if you said, oh, what fantasy football are you playing on? Um, you know, Telegraph, Fantasy, Premier League, at least in the UK. I think you want so rare to be in that bracket in 12 months where it's like, oh, what are you playing? Oh, so rare. Oh, I've heard of that. Not not my thing. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want. For Milestone? Yeah, I don't know. There's probably a, a number of users. Mm-hmm. Features, I think an app is the big one. The app is the next stage. Like get us an app. Get us an app. Um. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And what you say every week, uh, like real world rewards, like going to an actual game. Yeah. Um, in it. That Although is definitely the ring. I, like. I don't want to win a season ticket to the K League. Olsen Hyundai. So well, that's like, the that thing as well. I, I often, I often, I don't think season tickets are really a thing unless it was like a game with a progression bar. You had a decision of stuff like that because otherwise, it, I don't want a bruised season ticket, but I'd like to go to a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You know? But um, anyway, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure. Before we wrap up, um, last week's guest, so rare meme, scored 88 in the 137 game, which I think is actually the worst score of August. So shout out to Coutinho, a.k.a. so rare memes. He loved that shout out. Um, do you have two players in mind for this weekend? I do, do a, yeah. It, I was just wondering. One, sorry. To, to clear up, if you go above, do you bust and you're out? or is it? No, like, there's no, there's no bust. No. It's just closest, brilliant. Closest. Okay. 132 has been scored twice this month, so you have a tough month. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, mm. I'm not going to win, but, you know, when I, listen to Professor, when I listen to Professor Tekkitz, he had a really good strategy of two defenders, right? So I've taken that and I've adjusted it to my own. So I've gone with a stack of uh, Rasmus Christiansen from Salzburg. He yeah. is the high-scoring defender who I think will be the top scorer on the 23s, and then his goalkeeper, Philip Korn of Salzburg. The predictions are 60 and 75, really. So 60 for the clean sheet for the keeper and Rasmus with a decisive action and clean sheet, basically. So I hope that pays off for me and they definitely play. Love that. That's that's a a solid strategy. I think it is the meta. I think it is the way to go. So fair play. Uh, good luck. You might win yourself a so rare merch bundle. I don't even know what that entails. I haven't received anything yet, but when I do, you'll get one of them if you win and you'll also get some 1.37pm merch. Alex, give yourself a good plug there and we'll wrap up. All right. So if you want to like see what I really do, it's kind of simply Alex on YouTube. It's, I, I think my favorite thing is just going from my own progression. So right from when I entered the rookie leagues, um, I've done videos every time I've done something eventful on the game to where I am now. Episode 15 will be coming out tomorrow. So that if you do like it, leave me a like. Even if you think it's shit, go and tell me it's shit. Like I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with positive feedback, but just expect something back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good, Willie. Yeah, look, do check out Alex's YouTube and... Um... Yeah, look, Alex, it was a pleasure. Hopefully I'll chat to you again down the line. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And thanks even more for like you and Quinny right at the start helping me. Like you used to do those clubhouse calls. It got me so more into it and you know, I wouldn't be here without you. So cheers, mate. Oh, brilliant. Cheers. Yeah, clubhouse. Remember that? Then Twitter spaces yeah. happened and then they both died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later. See you, mate. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Alex. Do make sure to check him out on YouTube. And as I said at the start of the show, please do leave a review on Apple if you haven't already. Also, make sure you find us on socials. I'm going to be doing a big giveaway soon, as I alluded to in the podcast. So definitely go and find me on Twitter or Instagram. And also check out 1.37pm. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll chat to you next week.